He is totally, entirely committed to St. Louis and our community. He understands um, audiences. I love music and I know the power it has to make your life better. And, uh, and that's what I want to share. And in any possible way, for any possible generation, you know, we have music for everybody. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. One week ago, the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra again returned to Powell Hall for its second series of COVID-safe concerts. Things were a bit different than pre-pandemic concerts. No intermission, no drinks. But there was still music. There's also music at Powell Hall this weekend, and that includes everyone's favorite humorous suite. And that, of course, is Carnival of the Animals. The St. Louis Symphony Orchestra performed it earlier today and will play it again for a special 11 a.m. concert tomorrow. And here to discuss the symphony's current eight-week run and how it's doing these days is Marie-Hélène Bernard. She's the president and CEO of the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Marie-Hélène, welcome back. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us. And we're also joined today by Stefan Deneve. He's the music director of the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Stefan, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. Nice to hear you. So, Stefan, you just finished leading a morning performance of the symphony. How did everything go? Wonderfully, because we can offer music to people live safely. And uh, if I message that myself, I think the audience was so joyful and so happy. We had a standing ovation, and uh, uh, it feels wonderful to make music. So people are just happy to be back hearing you again, even with these uh, restrictions in place. Well, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful hall, so we can indeed space people in a very safe way, but there's, there's still a, a feeling of being together because, you know, music is uh, the shortest path from one heart to another, and uh, we just feel we are together vibrating with the music. Hmm. So, Stefan, overall, this is such a different time that we're in right now. Does it feel different when you're up there conducting and leading the, the symphony? Well, there are a few elements that are different, like, for instance, the distance between musicians on stage. Uh, but I have to say it's quite strange that it feels very normal again because um, we, we, we just have the audience, you know, with us. And that is what has been missing. We've never been silenced. We, we provide a, a lot of uh, digital content and we really uh, played a lot for, for the audience on Internet. But just now, it's our good power role. It is our uh, beautiful orchestra. And uh, I, I must say, it, it feels quite normal. Hmm. Again. So once you have that audience back, it feels like the pieces are there in place. Absolutely. No, no, and we, we, we have, of course, programmed a totally different 
uh, season just now because we cannot welcome on stage a, f a full orchestra. But there is really um, a, a kind of symphonic experience because the hall has such a wonderful acoustic that it gives a full sound. And uh, uh, I think people really feel they, they are listening to a, an orchestra. Hmm. So, Maria Len, I want to talk about some of the music um, in just a bit. But first, I think it's, it's kind of important to take the temperature of the symphony orchestra. How big a hit has the organization taken from this pandemic? It's been it's been substantial because we are not really generating any uh, much ticket revenue. Uh, mm -hmm. As you know, we were uh, we were able to resume live performances for a few weeks in the fall, and now in in the spring. I would say, however, that the generosity of donors and supporters have been truly remarkable. And the story of this pandemic is the power of philanthropy. We rely normally um, on, on philanthropy to cover two-thirds of, of our budget. So yes, we have taken a hit, but I would say among major orchestras in the U.S., the St. Louis Symphony is probably doing better mm. um, because our community is extraordinarily generous. And I want to, again, say it again, how important those people in the hall last night, today, next week, um, people's participation is also very, very important. So the musicians initially took a 40% pay cut, and that was something you were able later to scale back and, and restore some of that. Correct. So mm -hmm. did the hit not end up being as bad as you had originally feared? Uh, no. I think our projections were quite... Uh, quite solid. We did receive federal assistance mm -hmm. through a, a PPP loan, which helped cover salaries of employees. 70% of our budget covers, um, you know, salaries. So we're, we're a salary-heavy organization by virtue of our structure. So I think we anticipated that this season would, we would face a loss, and our board is, is very cautious about how how we we plan the future. So I feel that we are, while it's a challenging season, that we are able to manage our finances in such a way that we can continue to sustain live concert activities and, and really truly bring music education programs to, to teachers and students from not only here in St. Louis, but really truly around the world. And with these smaller concerts, just having 300 people there um, for things like this morning and, and what's happening tomorrow, is that something that pencils out? Um, or I assume you're not making money on these concerts. No, 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 no. And we're a nonprofit organization. So again, we, we rely heavily on philanthropy to sustain live performances, concert activities, and education programs. So you're doing it for the joy of performing, not as a... <laughs> we're, do we're doing it because we are very, very uh, determined to continue to support our mission to make music accessible to, to all, and because we are finding that if we, if we are bringing live music back, we are also modeling um, you know, activities that are truly important for our community. Mm. Um, I think we need to live with the reality that, that this pandemic is not going to go away tomorrow. And we've been more creative than ever. And we're very committed to make sure our community stays connected through music. Mm. So you did have some good news you announced earlier this week. And Stefan, that involves you. You agreed to a four-year contract extension. What made you want to stay with this symphony orchestra through 2026? This wonderful community, these wonderful musicians, 
the quality of the role, the joy to make music here, the warmth of everybody in the organization, Marie-Hélène uh, at the helm, and uh, just it felt so organic, so logical. You know, I've been visiting this orchestra, the guest conductor, since 2003, and uh, uh, I just want to continue this fantastic musical journey together and it was of course a very obvious decision for me and everybody seems happy so uh, it's just wonderful. Maria Len, was it also an obvious decision for the organization? Oh, absolutely. I think I think Stefan is in his first uh, three-year contract, and and uh, early on, I think it was clear from you know board leadership, musicians, and the team internally that we wanted to extend our relationship. So, absolutely, I think we Stefan and I, with our board, see this as an investment in the future, and stability in leadership is really important. Maria Len, what would you see as Stefan's biggest accomplishment in the two years that he's been here? Oh, well, first of all, he has many qualities as an artist, and I think he understands his role as music director. He is totally, entirely committed to St. Louis and our community, and I think he understands um, audiences, and he understands what it takes to bring new people to enjoy the, the music that he programs. He's a born communicator. His enthusiasm is actually so inspiring. And actually, when we go, when we talk about creating access to music, he has a true understanding of what, what it takes to, to speak of music from the heart. And, and oftentimes when people impose barriers uh, to access that Stefan is able to, to take them down for them. So he's, he's made people so comfortable with the music, with the art form, with the experience. And I think it has been seen as in various programming, concert, new concert formats, ticketing pricing that we've introduced since he joined us. It's really telling of his desire to make the St. Louis Symphony part of everyone's kind of life cycle. So I think his commitment and vision in that way are truly uh, really great achievements and accomplishments that speak of his own approach to his role, but also how he envisions the, fu the future. Stefan, I have to imagine you're blushing a little bit hearing that, that fulsome <laughs> praise. <laughs> I'm glad this is radio because really, Marie-Hélène, uh, bless you for being so kind uh, with, with me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I must say, you're absolutely right. I, I, I love music and I know the power it has to make your life better. And, uh, and that's what I want to share. And mm. in any possible way, for any possible generation, you know, we have music for everybody. And, and uh, I, I want to offer always more variety of concerts, of uh, programming, of uh, experiences, and just that everybody feel they own their SLSO. It's part of their life. Hmm. So what do you see as your biggest goal for the next five years? Uh, plenty, actually. I, I, I would like to, um, to, to propose a lot of great music of today that people will love. Hmm. But that, I think, is very important to me. I really want to, uh, to very carefully choose some music that speaks about our world today and uh, uh, music for all kinds of composers, uh, from uh, a lot of female composers, a lot of uh, composers of colors, just that represent the, the, the world we are in and, and music that everybody can, can love and enjoy. That is very important to me. Um, of course, uh, internally, I have to select the best possible musicians you know, for the new open position in the orchestra. It's a very big part of, uh, of my job. And, um, and just to create an always 
uh, warmer and, and more direct uh, uh, contact with uh, uh, all our audiences being actually here, but also abroad, uh, all over the world, we, we, uh, we, everybody should know that there is a gem and this orchestra is very special. So, Stefan, you talked about um, introducing more of these newer pieces, pieces that aren't just from the same old dead white men. Now that you've gotten to know the St. Louis audience uh, better over these past few years, do you think we're ready for that? Oh, totally. Totally. No, because, you know, it's very important to understand your audience and, 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 and tailor, make, make what, what, is a, uh, what is the right, the, the, the right pieces. And the, the, so I am I'm absolutely sure that, uh, that we, we can together just grow into more understanding about the different way to express the, the world today. No, I have no doubt about that. I'm, and uh, it's all about as well how you present it. I, I love to speak on stage and explain why I love a piece and sometimes change some, act, some passive listening into some active listening. And so that's what it takes, you know, just to, uh, to take people on board and to, uh, to, to just speak with your own passion. So this pandemic altered uh, second season that you've had under these conditions. It kicked off last week. We're now in week two of eight. Um, what's your favorite piece that's coming up um, within this series? <laughs> well, I tell you the truth. The, 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 the piece I just did now, yesterday and today, which is new to my repertoire, the Appalachian Spring mm. of Iron Copland, speaking about this really American way of life, of enjoying uh, in a very warm way, little pleasures of life, the 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 the, the joy of uh, of love, the joy of uh, of nature, the joy of humility, of of being together. Um, this piece really has uh, has been a great great addition to my repertoire. I, I just love it. But to be honest with you, it's very hard to choose because I love every piece I program. Otherwise, I would not program it. That's the first requisite is that I'm just passionate about it. Um, so we have a lot of great programs and also. Our family is extending. We have now a new assistant conductor who is terrific. Her name is Stephanie Childress, and uh, uh, and she will start already next week. Uh, she introduced herself as a violinist last week because she's very talented. She also plays the violin very well. But uh, as a conductor, she will uh, join us next week. And uh, be ready. We really have a wonderful new talent uh, at the SLSO. Well, that is very exciting. That'll be next week. And in the words of Stefan Denev, be ready. So Stefan Denev, uh, music director of the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. I hope to see you soon live as well. <laughs> I hope we can do this in person again soon, very much. And uh, Marie-Hélène Bernard, uh, president and CEO of the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, thank you. Thank you so much. I want to go out of the show with a preview of what's to come later this spring in this series. Uh, this is the piece that will see the symphony's fullest instrumentation this spring, and that is Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 7. Uh, here, this is in a previous performance by the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. And Monday, it's a special encore edition of St. Louis on the Air. We'll listen back to my conversation with two St. Louis Youth Poets Laureate, and we'll learn about the federal government's past attempts to take on white supremacy and extremism. More reporting from the St. Louis on the Air team is available at stlpublicradio.org. You can also find the St. Louis on the Air podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts on the App Store. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hemphill, Laura Hamden, Emily Woodbury, and Alex Hoyer. The audio engineer is is 
Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.